welcome to Conversations with Maggie Lenz. That's me, I'm your host, a photographer obsessed with helping women lead unapologetically. On this show, you will hear not only from me, but from other amazing women who are making a difference in their community unapologetically. What does that mean, leading unapologetically? To me, it's leading from a place of authenticity without compromise. In other words, not seeking approval for being yourself, why you care for, and value. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you and help you develop powerful confidence in yourself and recognize the value you bring to the community and the world as a whole. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom, entrepreneur, pursuing a career, or growing your business, we are here to build each other up. Let's learn and grow together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My guest today is Jen Campbell, a personal brand strategist. She helps entrepreneurs use their values and life story for impact, influence, and income online. She believes that personal brand is more than logos, colors, or a tagline. It's how you show up online authentically so people see the good in you and what you do. With that increasing spread of online shaming and cancel culture, she believes personal branding is not just for celebrities. It is necessary to brand you before others do. I love that. She's a mom of four brilliant boys, including triplets. How do you do it? Because I have two girls and oh my goodness, I cannot imagine four boys. I, I couldn't either until I had them. And <laughs> some days, like, it's, I am so grateful. And I told them, I'm like, I am not going to mow the lawn, do snow blowing, or take out the trash until you guys are out of the house. And they're like, well, but, you know, I don't understand why I have to do this all the time. I'm like, you're only going to live here for a short period of time, and I'm going to take every bit of advantage of doing it, so... I love it. So Jen, welcome to the show. I am so, so excited for this conversation and having you today with us. Can you tell us a little bit about what personal branding is, one of my favorite subjects, and who is it for? Because when it comes for um, to, to branding, the first thing people think is, but I'm not a corporation. <laughs> the idea of having a personal brand is unusual to most people. Mm -hmm. I I know when you think of a a large personal brand, you might think of a celebrity. Mm. And especially with women, there's some women who have built millions of followers and started cosmetic lines based on reality TV shows and things like that. But personal branding is really for everyone. And I define a personal brand as how you see yourself, how others see you, and how you want to be seen. And when those three things align, that creates the ideal personal brand. And the biggest disconnect comes when we see ourselves one way and other people Mm. see us a different way. We want to make sure that you want to make sure that you brand you before others do, because they're going to judge you. Mm. They're going to Google you. They're going to check out your social media profile. And they already have an opinion of who they think you are and what they think about you. And the last thing that you want to have happen is to not be hired for a job, to not get a client to miss out on someone really hot you might want to date because of what you're presenting as yourself online. Oh, yes, I agree with you 100%. But for someone that is thinking, um, 
I don't want to be the face of my brand. Mm. Why is this so important? What will you tell them? We connect with faces. We connect with human beings, especially if they're smiling. It makes it engaging. You're not going to have an emotional connection with a logo. You're going to have an emotional connection with a person. And in order for someone to buy something from you, they need to know you. They need to like you. And they need to trust you. That's what Bob Berg, a famous salesperson, says. They don't know you if they don't know what you look like. Right. And your picture, which is something that is your strength, is that most important part of that, that first image that they see of you. And that doesn't mean that someone needs to see the Instagram filtered version of who you are as a person. You want them to be able to recognize you if you run across them in the grocery store. <laughs> but you want to be able to show the best version of who you are to people. Right. Talking about social media, because nowadays it's so important that cannot be ignored. What would be one quick thing that you can do today to improve your personal brand on social media? Oh, there's just so many things. I love it. One <laughs> is what you look like. Two is what you call yourself. The, the, the quickest thing is to check out that Facebook picture profile and make sure that it's not you 10 years and 20 pounds ago, but it actually looks like you today. Right. And the second thing is what you call yourself on there. Mine is Jen Campbell and I'm Jen Campbell on all of my social media platforms. I'm Jen Campbell when I sign an email. I'm Jen Campbell with wherever I show up when I introduce myself or anything else like that because it reinforces my name. Right. And that's really important because some people might call me Jennifer or Jenny or anything like that, but I want to be known as Jen Campbell. Mm. And Jennifer is the third most common name in the United States. So it really helps me set myself apart versus all of those other people who have my same name. Because of course, I wanted to know this Jen Campbell, right? The one that's a personal <laughs> brand strategist, not the Jen Campbell that uh, is an English uh, author in the United, United Kingdom or the one that's running for re-election in San Diego or the Jen Campbells I really don't want to be associated with, the ones that uh, keep getting arrested for methamphetamine addictions because that is not who I am. And I want to make sure that my name is protected and it's really me that they're looking for. Oh, I love that. So, you know, since we're talking about that, um, should people have different accounts on social media to separate personal and business? Because I used to wrestle with this a lot for a very long time. So I will procrastinate and overthink and this really slow down my progress because I wasn't out there building my business and building relationships to grow, you know, to grow the business. I was wasting, oh my goodness, so much time, like I said, overthinking what to post on social media and also mm -hmm. how to separate it without losing your authenticity because yes. I want to, this is me. This is what you get. Like I am, I want to be the face of my brand. I want you to know me, but I want you to know me of how I am. And not to say I'm, I'm going to be disrespectful. I'm going to be crazy. No, it's it's just, this is me. This is mm -hmm. who I am. And I want to give that personal touch, but staying relevant because I don't want to be posting a hundred pictures of my kids and my pets. That's why I separated with my pets have their own account. <laughs> right. Uh, and I love, and sometimes I bring it to my personal account, mm -hmm. but in my business, you know, how do you stay relevant to your products and, and services, if that makes sense? Oh, it totally does. The thing is, we're like a Rubik's Cube, all right? There's more than one side to who we are. 
like you mentioned before, you know, you're a mom, you have things that you do for work, you've got pets, there's all sorts of different aspects of who we are as people. But part of having an authentic brand means you are who you are, no matter where you are. So whether it's in person, or if it's on social media, you're still showing up, I'm still the same Jen Campbell, wherever I am. So it's a different side of that Rubik's cube, I might be showing a person. And as long as it's not a jumbled puzzle that people have to try to figure out and they have a really good, clear picture of what that looks like, that's what matters. You want to make sure that you have a different profile, especially on Facebook, for your business versus your personal. Because part of Facebook's terms of service, if you're using your personal profile page to sell stuff, they can shut you down. And I've seen that happen to people I know. You do not own your pictures. You do not own your information. I have a friend that lost over 10 years of all of her family pictures and everything that she put on there because wow. she had a, a side hustle of doing uh, embroidery work for people. Mm. You can repost things from your business page onto your personal page. Right. But even if, like me, it's Jen Campbell, so it's at Jen Campbell Teaches for my business page, I will post things over there and I can repost them and share it onto my biz- my personal page. But I still show up as me. I have an Instagram profile that's private for pictures of my kids because now that they're getting older, they're teenagers, they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be associated with me. So it's mostly family and a smaller group of people. And the other thing is my friends don't all want to hear about personal branding. Right. You know, the, the girl that I went to high school with that is a botanist right now, she doesn't really care. She's working for a different corporation, even though personal branding is for everyone. She doesn't want to necessarily hear about that aspect of my life. She's more interested in like how much it snowed in the middle of the mountains where I live. So <laughs> knowing your, your audience and kind of adjusting what social media platform you're on is key. Right. It, but but you, it, you said something very interesting because although your friend doesn't want to know anything about, about personal branding, but one day she's going to need it because one day Heck you're going yeah. to be hunting for a job. Yes. And how you show so up personal, online. Yes. 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 So my, that's, that's a great point. So my personal profile page, it has my name, Jen Campbell. And then I have personal brand strategist. That's my title. I have all of my social media links, my website link to the free giveaway that I have. I have uh, videos that I've posted or graphics from different shows that I've been on. Mm. podcasts, webinar presentations that I've done. So when you look and it's branded. So I have professional headshots that still look like me, but part of my signature look is my bright red lipstick. And my picture reflects that as well. The, the brand colors of the teal and the red are on my banner, you know, and it says brand you before others do. So you look at it and you can glance in a minute and know that, oh, Jen is a personal brand strategist. I have that positioning statement there. Oh, do you want to know a special trick and hack that a lot of people don't? No. Yes. <laughs> All right. So when you're in a Facebook group, you can actually customize your Facebook profile. And so you can change, you'll have the same picture, but you can go under if you are, once you're in the group and you click on your profile, you can see what other people see and you can change what it says underneath of your picture. So, you know, when you're in a group and someone makes a it's like Zoom. Like, okay. Kind of like yes. when Zoom, you change your... Cool. But not just your name. You can change the sentence below it. So I might be in a group for genealogy. So I can say, hey, I'm a super huge fan of finding dead people. On my <laughs> other group where I'm in it, like uh, for romance novels, I might write, yes, I love them. I love them extra steamy. And so, and then when I'm in a business one, I'm like, brand you before others do. Your personal brand is everything. So you have, I believe it's 160 
characters, it's right around the same length as a tweet to be able to write a little extra sentence about who you are. So when you're in a group specifically around business related topics, that's another opportunity to really be able to brand yourself and show who you are. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. Especially for those of us who don't want to be put in a box. Right. I don't want to be put in a box. This is a great opportunity to put your elevator pitch there. So let's say I'm in a group of entrepreneurs. I can add that I help entrepreneurs increase brand awareness, generate more leads, save time, and increase their sales. And if I'm in a group of moms where that pitch might be relevant, I can include my pitch for portraits. Right. That is so great. I didn't know that trick. No, no. A lot of people don't. I'm a certified, uh, Facebook certified community manager though. So I've, I know all the secrets. I'm in the the groups. I do beta testing for them so I can say, all right, look, you need to change this. Uh, Another thing that people don't realize is that you can segment your audience who you share a post with. So say you're sharing something on your Facebook personal profile and I want to share, you know, I'm going to share with everyone that I'm on this podcast with you. So I'll post it on there. I'll be like, oh my gosh, you have to check this out. I had this great conversation, but maybe it's something else that I don't necessarily want everyone to know. You can change it, not just from public to private, but you can create lists of different entrepreneurs. Mm. Yeah. People that are just in your local community. Like I live in McCall, Idaho. So I have one of just people who live locally and you can change that. Now it used to be that you could only just see that those, uh, you, you could add a person once they're your friend, you click on the little picture of them with the check mark next to it. And that's how you can edit and put them right. on a friends list. And that has to be done on a laptop, not on your phone. But once you do that, you can actually go on to, well, no, they change it. So you can do it on your phone. Cause I told them you needed to change it, but you can okay. go onto your computer and you can actually see all the pers- people that are in that list. Mm. And so what I did the other day, they didn't, used to let you do that you would put them on the list and you're like who's on this list now you can actually go through person by person and I took the list screenshotted it printed it out and then no one else is going to be able to see this but I have all of those people that are my business people and I wrote next to them how I knew them Mm. so that I'm going to use that and put it into um, my database so that when I'm like oh my gosh, I know this person. I know I know someone who lives in Florida that does personal branding photography. Who is that person? And I know it's you. Right. Because you meet so many people and everything like that. It's a great way to kind of organize that because that's not necessarily how Facebook allows it. You can't necessarily search your friends by occupation like you can on LinkedIn. So it's just using another resource. Oh, that's awesome because I remember way back in the days, I don't use Twitter as much as, you know, like I've never used Twitter as much as I maybe I should. But um, I remember that when I was into web design, because I'm a graduate as a, as a web designer, I used to segment people by um, what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all the tech people, all the uh, designers and, and, you know, social media people. And I so I segment people or I put people on lists based on what yeah. I, so, oh, let me see what oh, this group is doing and what are they talking about? So I will mm-hmm. click on that list. So it's pretty much kind of the same with uh, yes. Facebook. Okay. Yes. And you can sort your feed based on that too. Oh. And so you oh. can, like, if you want to only see the business things in there, you can click on that group of people and you can see things that are going on in that specific niche or that part or aspect of your life. because you know, your hobbies and your things change. I've been on Facebook for 
it feels like a bazillion years, but it's really not. <laughs> I think it's like 12 years or something like that, which is still a really long time. Yes, to 2008, I think I I joined Facebook. I oh, was so you're one of like the OG, like yeah. I wasn't like, I there. wasn't ready to like, give up MySpace. <laughs> Okay. I didn't even have a MySpace. I missed that whole part. And I went straight to the Facebook. I I didn't have MySpace. Yeah, I did not. A lot of people do, but I I didn't have MySpace. And put in the stupid, you know, the little glitter backgrounds and all that, you know, girly stuff. It was, it was so much fun and so much time wasting, but it was fun because I was into web design. So, you know, like, creating a little pop-up thing and creating like glitter for other people and creating things for their pretty backgrounds. It was just fun. And I was not, I was not digging Facebook. It felt so old for me. I was like, Oh my God, that's so boring. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing that you bring up a great point. Social media has evolved. Yes. And there's all sorts of things that exist now that didn't exist before. And the platform that you might be using on social media a year from now might not even exist yet. Yes. And what a great opportunity. People say social media is a waste of time. It's not. You brought up a great point that it led into what you did as web design because you liked customizing things. Right. I've been able to build a business where I consult on personal branding with people everywhere from Canada to South Africa. Mm. And what a fantastic opportunity it is, especially if you have a service-based business or you have something that you can do virtually that you can connect with people all over the world. And I'm not yes. limited to my little small McCall, Idaho with 3,000 people who live here to be right. able to tell who Jen Campbell is and what I do. Right. Yes, I love it. And, you know, it's a waste of time when you don't use it properly because we can, and I've been guilty of this many times, and sometimes mm-hmm. I just fall into the cracks again. Oh, yeah. And we start browsing, browsing, mm-hmm. and browsing, so, and then we start so, comparing. So comparing comparing and those filters are amazing sometimes it has saved my life but I want you to see me for who I am mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I want to lead my kids knowing that you know that you don't you don't need the filter life which brings me and and it's going to be a point to this um conversation what is your perception of beauty what is my perception of beauty I believe beauty to me It sounds so cheesy to say this. Beauty does come from within though. Yes. And I think that we've all met women, especially that maybe physically, they don't meet the standards of what you would think is traditionally beautiful, but who they are lights up a room. That energy just radiates around them. And someone who's beautiful just radiates and it draws you to them and you want to be around them, not just for how they look, but for who they are. And my mom, had, my mom had a phrase that she always told us. She said, looks may fade, but a personality won't. Mm. So long after you have the cellulite dimples all over your body, the wrinkles sagging your skin, and you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't even know who this person is anymore because I do not remember it. On the inside, I made a post the other day. On the inside, my body's like, dude, I'm 25. And then I look at my face and I'm like, <laughs> my body's like, nope. Uh, that's another age spot. That's another gray hair, but I'm still me. Yeah. So that physical package changes over time, but I am who I am, no matter what, where I am. One thing I love about my husband, he said that the most attractive part of who I am 
physically that he likes are my eyes. Aww. And he said he's always attracted to eyes because that's not something that changes a lot over mm. time. And I reminded him, uh, yeah, I get more crow's feet or wrinkles around <laughs> it. And he said, yeah, but that's not the point. When we got married, he said, someday I'll, I'll look at you and we'll be married for 50 plus years. And I'll be able to look into my beautiful wife's eyes and say, this is the same beautiful woman that I married 50 years ago. And I absolutely love her, which is another reason why I think he's absolutely fantastic because, you know, <laughs> I want to surround myself with people who lift me up. Yes. Yes. And whether it's in my personal life with the people I choose to have relationships with or on social media, I believe deep and meaningful connections are possible through social media and virtually, but only if we yes. put ourselves out there authentically with a willingness to connect. Yes. And you can own your feed. Own your feed. You can choose who you're friends with. You can choose who you follow. You can. You don't have to unfriend a person and offend. You don't have to unfriend and offend. But you can not look at their stuff. You can interact with people who lift you up and leave you feeling rejuvenated. The other thing is if you find yourself spending too much time going down that rabbit hole, I have a timer set on Facebook that will alert me if I've been on there a certain number of minutes. And I can snooze it or ignore it. And I also have the thing that tells me at the end of the week, how much time I've spent on there. Right. It's tricky because it's my business and it doesn't include how much time I've spent on my laptop on there. And right. Sometimes I have to do like a little hack of a, Hey, I rewarded myself. So now I got to be, now I can be on the TikTok and see all the fun things. Or now I can go on Instagram and I can respond to my comments because I don't put the push notifications so that it tells me every time someone comments or anything, because that distracts me too much. Oh. So I tried to block out the time. And my time that I spend, you know, the timer goes off at 47 minutes. So oh, mine is like, oh 45. Gosh. I, I yeah, love yeah. the seven. I, sh I should really do 47. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe that's, maybe it's 45. I don't know if you can do it. And that only has to be, but I liked it. I don't know. That's just one of those things that doesn't feel like, oh, you know, 15 more minutes. It's like a little. Yeah. Snooze. Between, snooze. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, just like I did this morning. I'm like, all right seven minutes snooze or nine minutes snooze because 10 minutes is just too long unless I reset it for a half an hour because I'm not a morning person I'm like should I deduct this 10 minutes that I spend in the morning on social media to my 45 minutes in the afternoon <laughs> it depends on what it is I, we were in a church lesson on Sunday and the female advisor that teaches it she went around the room and she asked the girls so how do you start your morning what is it that you do uh, when you first get out of bed, people are like, oh yeah, you know, I get dressed, I have breakfast. And some people are like, I exercise. And I'm like social media because I wake up, I turn off my snooze and I am on my phone and that's, that's keeping it real. And I've read the stats. I know a lot of other people can agree and that's how they spend their morning. But I also am intentional about what I consume. Mm. And I know that if I start it by saying, all right, I'm going to respond to business things. I'm going to have this post that I have ready or this reel that I have ready to go and then post it or it makes a difference. I like to use social media to teach, uplift, encourage, and inspire others. Yes. So I've, I've had the opportunity through social media to help people not commit suicide. Mm. I've had the opportunity to help keep them sober. I've had the opportunity to encourage them to maintain that relationship and not necessarily get a divorce and, and hold out just a little bit longer. I've had the opportunity to say, this person is abusive. 
you're stronger than the situation that you're in. You can get out of this situation that you're in and move forward. Here's some resources and tools that you can use. I've helped them be able to find a job or introduce them to someone they ended up dating. What a fantastic tool. It's social. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all cat memes and a waste of your time. Unless that's why you like to use it because you want to find the humor in life. Right. Yeah. Going back to beauty, since you were talking about red lipstick for your personal branding, how do you help women overcome society standards of beauty to show up authentically? Because before we started the recording, we were talking about Botox and filters on social media yes. and so on. And just to be clear, I have nothing against you doing Botox. I sometimes look at myself in the mirror and I look at my forehead and I think, maybe I should do it here because this line looks like I'm pissed off. But for me, I just want to age gracefully. I don't want to put all those chemicals in my face. I might change my mind when I'm 60. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, you were telling me your story about a group you were a part of mm -hmm. where there were younger women and you were trying to fit in. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that story? Sure. So I fully believe that if you want a nip, a tap, a plump or a fluff, whatever it is that helps you feel your best version of yourself physically to do it. I wear red lipstick. I wear eye wigs so that it can enhance the way that I look. I highlight my hair. I had LASIK. I, whatever makes you feel beautiful physically, go for it. For me, I recognized there was an issue because I was doing it to impress someone else. Mm. And I was taking these virtual calls in this Facebook accelerator program that I was part of. And I had my high definition camera there and I was noticing, oh my gosh, I've got all these wrinkles on my face. My skin tone <laughs> is uneven. I, I can see these age spots. And most of the people in the room were in their twenties or their very early thirties, but mostly in their late twenties. And I'm 45. Well, I was 44 at the point, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm in the room with all these people. I have lots of energy and enthusiasm. They're connecting with what I'm saying, but I felt embarrassed. Mm. I felt ashamed. And I felt like I needed to go get the Botox. So I did. And I went in and I said, the one thing, my signature look is my smile. I've got this dimple. I wear red lipstick. I love smiling. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to affect my smile. They said, no problem. They put the injection in and it looked like I had a stroke. Oh my goodness. And this, the, the right side of my face was saggy. My smile was crooked. I had all of these video, video content that I wanted to shoot because I was waiting until my face was quote unquote perfect to be able to do it. And I said, is there anything that you can do to fix this? And they said, no, there isn't. If it had been a filler to fill in the wrinkles, we could, you know, inject a solution to be able to dissolve it. Because you have the Botox, it takes about three months for it to wear off. Oh and for me, God. it took almost five, which, you know, if I was getting on a regular basis, it'd be great because that would have saved me a lot of money, but it gave me five months to sit with the consequences of trying to impress other people, of trying to be someone that I wasn't. There was a commercial growing up that I remember that I think it was for Oil of Away. It was a commercial for Oil of Away. And she's like, grow old gracefully. No, I'm going to fight it every step of the way. 
maybe it was for hair dye or something like that. And I hear that voice in my head sometimes now that I'm at that point, because a lot of those beauty products and those lotions and the potions are for women in their forties. We're like, dude, I am not my mom yet. I know I don't look like my daughter, but come on now, what are you doing? This gravity thing is not where I want it to be, but showing up authentically is the best version of who you are online. That's everything. Yeah. I want to recognize you when I see you in the grocery store yes. where I haven't, I ran into a really good friend from high school. I would have had that opportunity to be able to connect and have a great conversation with her when I was visiting home, which is a few hours away from where I live. I didn't recognize her. I was like, is that her? Is there not her? I didn't know until she posted on social media that she'd been in the store that day. Oh, wow. What a lost opportunity to connect because I didn't recognize what she looked like physically. And more than that, it goes to that whole societal pressure that you've spoken to about having daughters, about that expectation that's unrealistic about beauty, that you have a kid and all of a sudden your stomach is supposed to be flat and that you're out there in public doing these appearances. That's not reality. And even though we see reality TV, which is not real, it's scripted, (laughs) it's, it gives us this impression that how we are now is not okay, right. but we are enough and we have enough simply for being who we are. And, and the pressure, it's mostly on, on women. Oh, Especially. yeah. Bec- and, and, and that's my problem because what are we telling the new generations? I've seen um, girls in their 20s doing Botox and doing all these crazy things. And I'm like, man you look amazing you look beautiful mm-hmm. you don't need freaking botox are you i mean are, are you out of your mind are, you're beautiful what happened to just going to the gym and and you know and doing some exercise because in my 20s i wasn't thinking well you know people will say you're 20 oh my god you look 13 you look 15 i was you know like they told right? me that i would eat my age and besides i'm tiny and you know people uh-huh. have been telling me for years that i'm tiny I never really realized how tiny I was until a few years ago that I will look at pictures. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I I am tiny. I never realized that because I'm not looking for, we already have all this crazy stuff going in our heads, right? Mm -hmm. We already, you know, we are our worst critics and people always pointing out you're so tiny and they will call me names and all this. I never put that. I, I will make jokes. I'm like, I thought I was a comedian (laughs) because I didn't want to feel sorry for myself. I was too busy having fun and, and, you know, making people feel good because I didn't want them to feel like I was feeling how people were putting me down. So, and they, they, they pointed out something that you felt self-conscious about, or maybe you wouldn't. No, I wasn't, I I wasn't even, I knew I was small. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm barely five feet tall. See, I don't know that. I see you. I see, I'm seeing you on camera right now. And I'm like, you have such a big personality. Well, now you know. You. You know <laughs> My I'm secret is out. On a good day. You know, I'm five foot three on a good day, you know, and I, I forget how tall people are. And then I stand next to them. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not as tall as I thought I was. But that's okay. <laughs> really? I am who I am. I thought you were like about five, eight. No, no, no. Perceptions. No. We're talking day. about perceptions. <laughs> right. And that's I'm the like, best thing is you know, a big personality or you see someone on camera, you don't necessarily know unless there's that scale of how right, tall someone right. is standing next to you. So, you know, that's you can't I... control that. I cannot. Right. Yeah, that's not true. I can wear the really high heels. 
<laughs> to increase my height so that I can blend in a little bit better. And I used to like, used to wear like Jim Campbell or my last name was different then, but I would wear like the four or five inch platform heels. You know, I would date all these guys that were more than a foot taller than I am. And my husband, you know, he says he's five, nine. He's so not five, nine. He's like maybe five, six or five, seven on a good day. So when I was wearing heels, I'm like, dude, I am the same height as you. And maybe I don't need to wear these anymore because we're like head to head and I don't want you to feel less. And then I, I realized, no, I like the high heels. I like them not, well, not all the time because they're uncomfortable, but I like them when I want to feel a little bit sexy or if I'm wearing a skirt and this is part of who I am. So he's never said anything about it. That was me putting my own perception. Right. I think it's really easy to put our perception of what other people expect of us, how we should look, what we should do onto them when really it's our issue. Yes. And for yes. me, you said, you said that you've always been perceived as being really tiny and really petite. And for me, it's been the opposite. I was an overweight child. I, I had glasses. People made fun of me for my size. Oh, wow. I weighed 120 pounds more than I do right now uh, a few years ago. And even over this last year, I've lost 50 pounds. So my weight is something that I've always struggled with in my physical appearance. Oh, wow. And a lot of times when I felt heavier, I felt invisible. Mm. I felt like I wasn't being seen, like I wasn't being acknowledged, like I wasn't being recognized and people didn't see my awesome because they were looking at that physical package. Right. And it would have been really easy not to post pictures of myself on social media. And a lot of times I would take a lot of time to get just the right angle so you wouldn't see the double chin or, right. you know, I didn't want a version of me from the side because you could see the, the waves or the muffin top or whatever it was until I realized, no. I am who I am. I want people to recognize me when they go someplace. And this is what my physical body looks right now. Maybe it's not what I want it to look like, but that's what I do look like. Yes. So I can pretend to be someone else. I can use a filter that narrows my face. I can, you know, do everything else to try to appear how I want. I can try to appear how I think people want me to be, or I can be me. Yes. And it will show up in your brand it will it, oh, it will does. show yes that's that authenticity because people want to know you like you and trust you and how can they trust you if you're not okay with who you are and on that subconscious level we crave authenticity mm -hmm. in fact when people were surveyed about big brands 97% of them said i want a brand that's authentic yes that's almost 10 out of 10 people they they want a brand that's authentic when they asked are brands authentic on social media? When you see their advertising, only five out of 10 customers said, I believe brands are authentic. Mm -hmm. And that translates into our personal brand as well. Yes. And, you know, as, as a personal brand strategist, and I focus on social media, there are tons of people that are like, this is the newest TikTok app. This is the thing to be able to be seen. Use these sound, uh, trending sounds, use this lighting. And I did, I followed all of those different things. You know, I, I went to the webinars, I read the free eBooks. I did everything to try to be able to build my business online through my personal brand until it got to the point where I was standing with my tripod out in the middle of the street and I'm creating content and I'm pointing up, I'm pointing to the side, I'm pointing to the bottom. <laughs> my husband's like, what the heck are you doing? You know, I said, I'm making a TikTok. 
this is what I'm doing. And he's like, why are you doing that? You know, you're appealing to the lowest social denominator here. And I said, no, I'm on, you know, and I sang and I'm not a singer. And I did like a really crazy dance and I was the cringy mom. And my, my boys, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cringe. You're cringy mom. And you know, basically that means that you're cheesy and <laughs> embarrassing, which to every teenager, their parent is usually <laughs> embarrassing apparently. But I, I sang this song about, no, I'm doing it to increase my social following. I'm not doing it to go viral. I'm doing it to build a multi six figure business to be able to support my family and have the quality of life that I want to put yes. my triplets through college. I'm on social media to be able to share my message and my voice with the world. And part of what I believe is that no woman's voice should be silenced because she feels self-conscious about the way it's going to be received. You cringe forward. You go through the, the messy parts, the awkwardness that you might feel when you sit in front of that camera and you go live. Just be yourself. That's yes. what people want to see and connect with. And when I realized that for myself, it was a, a huge mental shift. And now when I'm on camera, I feel a lot less self-conscious about how I show up as Jen Campbell. Right. I love it. You know, like I, I love creating crazy things and, and just dancing because that's who I am. And right, I'm, having right? an issue. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know if I should dance because, you know, that that's just me. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to show up as how my friends see me because I want you to trust me. And yes. when my friends see that, even if they, they're going to, um, you know, criticize or whatever, but they're going to be, oh, yeah, that's her. That's right. her. I want my clients to say, oh, that's her. That's the person that I met. That's the person that took my pictures. I hope it's in a good way. <laughs> right. And, and you're using the same type of language that you, you speak to people every day. And, and, and if it's, if English isn't your first language, it's okay. Right. You know, you speak how you normally speak. Speak to those people who are your ideal audience. I don't always use proper punctuation, even though you know, before I dropped out of college, I was an English major. I start sentences with, um, okay, with a capital and, and you know what I'm talking about. And have you ever felt that way before? Because I'm not writing an English pa paper when I'm posting right, on social right. media, I'm connecting. You want to speak how you would normally speak. If I, I talk fast, I talk fast on my videos. Sometimes I speed it up even faster because I, I speak slowly, but I'm like, oh, this is taking too long. They were having a conversation. <laughs> They'd see me waving my hands and, and that's okay. So I'm going to be me no matter where I'm at. And there are people that criticize it. There are trolls. Yes. The biggest critic though is in our minds. Yes. It's that little voice that says, who does she think she is? And your message is worth hearing. Your voice is worth listening to and just do you cringe forward. Don't worry about what everyone else says or that voice that's telling you you can't because there's someone out there, whether it's a little girl that needs to know that it's okay to embrace who you are or it's that potential customer that's like, oh my gosh, they have that solution. And I, I love that woman. She's, she's speaking my language. There's tons of other people out there who are coaches and consultants, but that is the coach and consultant for me. Yes. What a disservice you're doing the world by not raising your voice and showing who you are. Yes, I love it. And, and it brings me back to this, which is the theme of my podcast, being unapologetically you. And to me, that means being true to who you are and what you believe in. 
And Mm -hmm. not seeking approval to show up authentically in order to blend in, which is, I was telling you about that we were going to tie that up with what you were trying to do with the group, blending in. (laughs) Uh, Jen, is there anything that you stopped apologizing for that helped you level up in in your business? Or is there something that you are going to stop apologizing for, which you already reached this level, but you want to take it to the next level? There's two things. One, on social media and for my business, I quit apologizing for who I am. Hmm. I decided to quit editing, reshooting a video 47 times (laughs) before I posted it. All right. Um, Or worrying, oh my gosh, I said this thing, or I need to take out the one second of dead air. No, I don't. Because people are going to scroll and roll. Are they really going to see that? Do I need to go viral? No. It's more important to be consistent and to keep posting than to take a month off of doing it because we were in our heads and everything. After we had, uh, we had a conversation, a pre-interview before this, and I, and I thought about being unapologetically myself, and I shot a piece of video for social media content. And I told a story about what happened this last weekend. I had someone show up at my house and normally I would apologize. Oh, unexpected guest. Oh, my house is such a mess. I'm so sorry. You know, I live a real life. I have dishes in my sink because we eat food. No, I said, come on in. I have bins all over my house. My boys are on a camping trip right now. Just go ahead and step around that. And I didn't apologize. I showed up exactly how I am. I am not going to apologize for my house and the way that it looks. I'm not going to apologize for the space physically around me. And I'm not going to apologize for my virtual space on social media. I'm going to be unapologetically myself, whether it's online or if it's in person. Because they don't expect perfection unless I'm selling my home and it has to be like a model home. Yes. And they walk through (laughs) my door. They expect that I'm a mom of four boys and there are going to be video game controllers and Legos all over my carpet like there are. (laughs) You know, that... We eat a lot of food, especially those boys. They're like a pack of locusts. <laughs> there are going to be dishes, even though they're assigned on the chore chart to do their dishes. And I have to be the mom and be like, get off the Fortnite. I need you to do your dishes. It's real. And by being real and embracing that part of ourselves, those, you know, the cringy parts, the parts that are imperfect, we give other people permission to do that as well. We give them permission to show up as they are no matter where they are, whatever state that looks like and embrace who they are and cringe forward. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I always tell people, you know, women, we apologize for almost everything. And that is so true. What you said about apologizing about your house. What are you saying about you every time you apologize? I'm sorry. I'm not worthy to be in this room with you. Yes. I'm sorry. My voice doesn't matter. I'm sorry, my contribution is not as significant as yours. And that's wrong. You're lying at that point. You're not being authentic because your voice does matter. Mm -hmm. Apologizing for who you are, no, no. And it doesn't mean that you're not being humble. You can toot your own horn. You can claim what it is that you've accomplished in life. And maybe it's not something that's on a traditional resume because you've spent time at home raising your family. That is an accomplishment. Yes. Own it. Yes. Own it. Yes, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my goodness, we can spend forever 
talking because this is a topic that I really, really enjoy. And there's a lot of things that I enjoy talking about and personal branding and business and entrepreneurship is one of them. <laughs> the many topics that I love. Um, where can people connect with you? Where are you most active on social media? And you have a special treat to the audience. Can you tell yeah. our listeners what that is? I believe that your personal brand starts with your personal brand values. So I have a personal brand template that I have as an offer for your listeners. And if they go to jencampbell.com backslash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E, they can have access to that for free. They can have my mailing list where I pop in there and say, hey, you're fantastic the way that you are. Go ahead and create social media content, especially video content. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, something that probably doesn't even exist yet. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm at Jen Campbell Teaches on my business fake Facebook page. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me or on Instagram because I'm working on creating that video content. So they can find me at Jen Campbell Teaches on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Follow me. I mean, I don't have a lot of followers on TikTok, especially, but I know that my voice is heard by millions of people because I influence influencers. That's And awesome. the people that I'm connected to, I've had the opportunity to impact millions of people online simply by being myself. So you don't need to have a lot of followers to make a big difference in other people's lives. Yeah, I love that because a, a lot of people, they, they just want to go viral. They think they, no. the, the 15... The 15 minutes fame or the two minutes fame, I, I don't remember which one is it, but when, if you impact, I always say, even if I only impact one person, uh, my job is done. Yes. Because Gandhi person, says one person can make a difference. Yes. yes. One person yes. can make a difference. That one person. Yes. I love it. And we're going to close it with that one person. Go ahead and impact the world. One person at a time. <laughs> Heck yeah. Start with you. Change yes. your own life and make sure that your voice is heard. That's so amazing, Jen. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I appreciate you and what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate you so that you're much. showing up authentically online and you're encouraging women to do the same thing. And if more of us do that, our voices will be heard. And I believe that we have the power to be able to shift that narrative around what it means to be beautiful, about what it means to be able to show up authentically online and just cringe forward and be ourselves. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and family and consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell us what you think on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at MyeLens and on Facebook page Conversations with MyeLens. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, talk to you soon.